1: The website is Let'sTruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking, and today is Destination Health. My co-host is Kim Cockerham. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about everything health. Fitness, nutrition, diet, lifestyle, exercise, supplements, drugs, diseases, you name it, we'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and ask the question. We've been lied to for decades and it's killing us. It's time for you to learn the truth. And Kim and I are here to help you find your destination health. We're going to get to those calls in just a little bit. Kim, welcome back. Oh,
0: thanks, Kevin.
1: Boy, it seems like forever. We skipped a week and uh, it's good to be mm-hmm. back at it. It
0: sure is. It sure is. Yeah, I was, I was, I got texts from people saying, What? And, and I feel that, and you and I both feel the same way. I feel like we've, uh, something we're missing when we don't have a week with
1: the show. Yeah, but I will say we put the time to good use. The reason we weren't recording last week was we had uh, a week of just really intensive work to get out our first course online, and our first course is all about getting started in keto. So, you know, we get a lot of questions about it here, and, and you can find things on the Internet. There's certainly books and recipes, and, but it's kind of hard to put it all together, you know, and know exactly what to do. We, we, you and I even, when we're working with people one-on-one, they'll say, you know, I've been listening, but I still don't really know what I should do or what I should eat. So this course that's going to be available online is just step-by-step. So if there's ever a question about what you should be doing, can go right back to that section. It's got video, it's got audio, it's got you know worksheets and things you can download. and we are I still think this is a little bit of an aggressive schedule, but the team has tried to convince me that we can get this out by Monday. Uh, I'm not so sure we're going to make it. I'm really, really happy with the course and everything we've gotten done, but I don't want to release it till it's really good. It's good now. It's just not done. So it's I, I've got you know three or four days that I've just got to lock myself in the studio and get things finished. But I'm excited about that course.
0: Yeah, it's going to be. I think it's everybody else is going to be really excited as well because uh, and I know we've been wanting to do this for so long, and you've worked so hard on it. Um, I'm anxious to see the whole picture as well because um, you know how. Many people out there will, will just benefit
1: from it. You know, I was surprised when I first had the idea. There are, there are two big platforms um, online for creating courses, almost like a school course. You know, it's very similar to what you and I went through with the NTP, where, you know, you've got video online, you've got worksheets, you've got book recommendations, you've got reading you have to go do. Um, this is similar and when i looked at the two major platforms and i did a bunch of searches i was shocked that i couldn't find any really good resource and course on keto i mean there were a couple that were okay but they were really put together by somebody that had just tried it themselves and they were kind of sharing their own experiences and there's nothing wrong with that but it wasn't very in-depth. There wasn't a lot of background. They didn't understand the nutrition. They didn't really understand, you know, what was happening. So it was kind of a, well, do this and this and this, but without any explanation of why you do those things, um, I, I think you lose something there. So I expected to see a ton of courses because keto and paleo and these things have become so popular. But, you know, other than... What I found was a lot of really expensive coaching. You know, if you wanted to work with somebody and have them, you know, with you every step of the way, you can do that, but it's pretty expensive and you're kind of locked into a schedule. You and I do things like that, but we also realize there's there's a need for a self-paced, self-taught resource where you can just say, you know, I want to try this, I need to know how to do it. So I'm excited. I thought there was going to be a lot out there, and there really isn't.
0: And, you know, what? we have a benefit, which I'm so grateful of, um, that we have such a huge tribe that believes in the keto diet as well. So we've got to learn a lot from them, and then that's just going to be coming through you back out to people. So it's just a a great thing.
1: Absolutely. You know, when you do it yourself – You may or may not run into certain problems. And if you don't run into those problems, you're not even going to know they exist. But for you and I working with so many people on this and taking calls on the air and doing our mentoring, we get all this feedback and we've identified all kinds of patterns. And in fact, today's show is going to be about one of those things that we've identified just recently. Uh, And we've been doing this for three years now. And this is a, a an affliction, a condition that we're starting to learn a lot more about. And when I say we, I really mean kind of the, you know, holistic medical community, the people who believe in real food and lifestyle and not drugs and all the other things. You know, it, it's it's still really new and we're still identifying and you know, figuring things out. And this is one of them. So I guess with that, we'll we'll lead right into what the show's about today. It's about a condition called SIBO, S-I-B-O, or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. You know, I, I first came across this, you know, maybe a year or so ago and thought, well, you know, I'll keep that in the back of my mind. And if I, you know, ever come across a case, I'll I'll know and I'll go do the research. But, more and more what we're finding is that many of the known digestive conditions things like crohns you know we hear about crohns all the time it's very common um, ulcerative colitis we hear about that all the time very common um, ibs ibsd ibsc I, all the ib you know conditions with digestion and We've been hearing about these things for a long time. There's all kinds of crazy, powerful drugs they're giving people for these conditions and they're just making things worse. Well, what we're starting to find now is that many of those conditions that have been identified and are traditionally treated by medicine and not treated very successfully, many of them could be caused by SIBO to begin with, and it's never been identified. And it makes sense once you understand this, and if you go back and watch any of the things we've done on digestion, we've done webinars, we did a whole series on this show about it, we always talk about digestion being north to south. And we always say that if any step is compromised, every step after that is going to be compromised. And we talk about it starts in the brain. Now, if you compromise that step, which people do every single day, the rest of the system's already off to a bad start. Then we have chewing. Then we get to stomach acid, which we know is a huge problem with people, lack of stomach acid. And the next step after that really is kind of the small intestine. We have the liver, gallbladder. They come into play. We deal with those. We really didn't do a whole lot with the small intestine. We really didn't know there was, you know, any problems happening there. But the small intestine is where we absorb all of the nutrients. So, you know, the, we have all these steps up north that get our food ready to be digested. Then it starts in the stomach. And then we go to liver, gallbladder, and then it's the small intestine. And that's where we absorb all of our nutrients. Now, we have to always keep in mind that our health is always about nutrients, always. I mean, that's what everything comes down to. That's why we start with a nutrient-dense diet. And then we've always said, if you can't digest those nutrients, it's not going to do you any good. So we focused on digestion. And we've fixed most of the problems. But we run into people that can be Problematic at times, and we don't get the results we want. And this may be another key that we've been missing. If you have SIBO and it's turning out to be much more common than what we thought, one of the biggest problems with SIBO is you won't absorb the nutrients. The nutrient absorption in the small intestine is going to be compromised. If you can't absorb the nutrients, we can't fix any of the other problems. That's why this is that crazy catch twenty two. You know, you have to have the nutrients to fix the problems, but in order to get the nutrients, you have to fix the problems. So it, it's yeah. We we have to address this very systematically, and we've been doing that. But I think this may be uh, a real key when people are having problems with anything, whether it's keto or paleo or their health or anything, we always have to come back to nutrition. And if you're having problems, this is definitely something you want to look at. So we're going to come back. We're going to talk about some symptoms of SIBO. There's lots of them. And uh, a little bit about what you could do. And then we're going to get to calls and questions. So stick around. We'll be right back. This is Destination Health. I'm Kevin Rothbard. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Kim's here with me. This is Destination Health. We're talking about SIBO today, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Um, Kim, the, the list of symptoms on this is pretty crazy, and there are certainly lots of other conditions that could cause some of these. There are some clues in here. You know, a combination of certain symptoms would almost guarantee that it's SIBO, There is a test that can be done. There's a breath test they can do in a lab um, to identify this without a doubt. I'm not a huge fan of a lot of testing. I I just don't want to spend people's money and waste their time. We could test for so many things. Um, So... Unless we've identified that you have these symptoms, I wouldn't recommend just randomly taking the test. But even if we identify the symptoms, sometimes you're just better off fixing your diet, taking a couple supplements and seeing what happens. Um, Nothing about any of the protocols would hurt you. And it might be easier and less expensive than the testing. But if you really want to know... There is a breath test that will identify this. The the medical community does acknowledge that it exists, and they will test for it and identify it. The problem comes in in the way they treat it. So it is a bacterial overgrowth. It doesn't matter really whether it's good bacteria or bad. It's not supposed to be in quantity in the small intestine. So whether it's good or bad doesn't matter. If it gets there, it's going to cause problems. The way the medical community gets rid of it is antibiotics. That's what they do when there are bacterial infections. The problem with it is it's been shown over and over and over. Antibiotics will fix the problem, but it will come back almost every single time because we haven't addressed the underlying condition of why the bacteria is there. So not only is it going to come back, but every time we take antibiotics, we create a whole bunch of other problems because we're killing all the bacteria. And, and what, what has been shown is that if you wipe out the bacteria, the odds of replacing it with bad bacteria are even higher. So every time you take a round of antibiotics, you're very likely to make everything worse over time. The really good news is that it's been proven that natural and herbal remedies work just as effectively and they don't um, wipe out the good bacteria and you don't get the problem recurring as long as we address the underlying cause. Um, the underlying cause is usually we've compromised the steps leading up to the small intestine. So if we fix the brain, so we're eating in the right state of mind, we chew our food properly, we have good strong stomach acid, we may need to supplement for that. We have good um, liver gallbladder function with you know good release of bile and enzymes. Then we've prepared the food properly to move into the small intestine. And if we wipe out the bad bacteria or all the bacteria that shouldn't be there, and we fix those underlying causes, it shouldn't come back. And then many people find that the, the other conditions, things like Crohn's and IBS and IBD, start to improve because we fixed the underlying causes. Again, when, when you look at Crohn's and IBS and IBD and ulcerative colitis, the, the drugs that the medical community gives for these diseases are, are immune-suppressant drugs, which create all kinds of problems. So we, we don't, and, and they barely keep the symptoms under control. So we really want to fix this. So one of the real keys to this is if you feel bloated and you're belching a lot after you eat, that's a pretty good chance you've got SIBO. What's going on is the the bacteria in your small intestine actually starts to digest your food, which you don't want that. You don't want the bacteria to get it. You need it at that point. We want the bacteria in the large intestine and the colon, and they will then digest the food that we didn't digest. You know, we talk about, you know, Fiber and and some of the other things that we can't break down and digest, and it's that's good food for our bacteria in our large intestine. But when the bacteria is in the small intestine, it's actually stealing the food we need and the nutrients we need. And when it does that, it causes methane, and that's the gas that creates the bloating and that overfull feeling, and then the belching. That that's a pretty good indicator. A lot of the other um, symptoms could be a lot of things. Nausea, vomiting, those are pretty severe. Diarrhea, malnutrition. Actually, weight loss can be a sign because we're not getting the nutrients we need. Um, Joint pain, fatigue, rashes, um, asthma, depression. Obviously, those could be caused by a lot of other things. If you have the bloating... After you eat and you have acne, eczema, rashes, and rosacea, those have been really tied very closely to SIBO. Isn't that bizarre? Something like uh, rosacea. Yeah. And it turns out that it's a digestive problem. Which, it kind of makes
0: sense. We're finding, I mean, it just, it just makes sense with how our body reacts to working properly and not working properly inside. It's gonna rear its ugly head somewhere and you know, with our skin being the biggest organ, that's that's I just see that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So they've shown really, really strong correlation to rosacea and SIBO. And the good news is if you clear up the SIBO, the rosacea goes away. And some people have fight that their whole life. Yeah. They take drugs and wow. it's And it turns out that if you clear up the SIBO, these things go away. The other thing that we see that is a real problem because it blocks everything we're trying to fix. So when we look at all the conditions we're trying to help people with, um, when we get stuck, it can be frustrating, but what you see with this is you see iron deficiency, vitamin B12, deficiency in B12 is so important, calcium deficiency, and here's the big one, deficiencies in all of the fat-soluble vitamins, so A, D, E, Mm. and K. And those are so critical to our health. So, you you know, on one hand, it's like, wow, one more problem we've got to deal with. But on the other hand, I get excited about this kind of stuff because here is a problem that we can solve. And if we solve it, so many other things resolve themselves. Um, There are definitely protocols for addressing SIBO, and you really want to work on this very comprehensively, meaning you want to attack all of the issues at once. You know, we want to deal with how you're eating. So are you in a good state of mind? Are you in that parasympathetic rest and digest mode when you eat are you mindful of your eating are you chewing properly have you fixed your stomach acid people who have been on antacids and proton pump inhibitors are at a much much higher risk for sibo because they don't have the strong stomach acid they're they're uh, suppressing their stomach acid with these drugs and that means undigested food makes its way into our small intestine that's a big start of the problem. So if you've been on EN acids or proton pump inhibitors or you are currently, you have to fix that problem first. We have a protocol for that as well. So we, we have to do this in order. Now, if we have fixed all those things and we've got liver and gallbladder working, now we can address the SIBO. Um, There are very specific protocols and diets that will help with this. So we have to do two things, really. We have to eliminate the bacteria that's in the wrong place. We just have to kill it, get it out of there. Uh, Good or bad, doesn't matter. We want to get rid of it. Then we have to repopulate the rest of the digestive tract with the good bacteria. One of the ways to get the bad bacteria out of there is to supplement with good probiotics and herbal um, antibacterials. So, and there are lots of them. Some are much stronger and more effective. You know, coconut oil is an antibacterial. Coconut oil alone, probably not enough to get rid of SIBO. Um, coconut oil and oregano oil, that's another one. So there are lots of these herbal... Remedies that can help start to kill the the bacteria that's there, then we repopulate and we can get rid of this without all the problems you see from antibiotics. There is also a very specific product um, that we can use that we're just now starting to get feedback on that we're pretty excited about. So there are multiple protocols. Um, I'm a firm believer that if you believe you have this, then let's attack it all at once. So we're not, you know, seeing some relief and then symptoms come back and we're fighting with it. I like the idea of an all-out assault. Let's get rid of it. And then so many other things will get better. So let me get to a break. We'll come back. We'll talk just a little bit more about that. And then we're going to get to your calls and questions. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rothbard. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're talking with Herschel. He's in Ohio today. We're talking about our different health plans. So basically, the Silver Plan, it's supposed to be a 30-day plan. We almost always extend people out to 60 days. We do one follow-up with them, you know, check in on what's going on, tweak a couple things. And then you could progress to one of our health gauges program, like Health Gauges Pro. And that's a monthly, and you can stop at any time, but it includes you know all of the things we we were covering in the uh, silver program, and you continue to get a one on one with us every month um, you know we call it thirty minutes, but Kim, have we ever done a thirty minute?
0: <laughs> No, never. We uh, like to talk. Yeah. We, we like to talk when we get our tribes. Yeah.
1: So they're they're at least an hour. Many of them are an hour and a half. Um, we spend a lot of time. We go through food journals. You know what happens is the harder somebody works at this program, the harder we work. Wouldn't you say that, Kim?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, Absolutely.
1: know, when, when they do the hard work and they do their food journals and they do their blood sugar checks, then then we work harder because we have more information. We dig in deeper. Um, like I said earlier, our failures are usually the people who um, we just can't keep them on the diet long enough to get results. So um, that's kind of where we are, Herschel. I would recommend you you start with the silver and then after 60 days, if we haven't solved all the problems Um, you go into the health gauges pro and we just go month to month till you're happy.
2: Okay. How do I find that on your website? So I can see what I have to pay, who I pay it to and what happens and all that stuff.
1: Kim, do we want to cut to the chase here and you want to just call him after the show and get him set up?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Then I get a chance to talk to you, Herschel.
2: Okay.
1: Thanks guys.
2: i Sorry for everybody that list them that I keep calling,
1: but oh no, anyway. No, you're, you are, you are a great example. Um, because, and this is why I like the challenging cases that we learn much more from the challenging cases than the cookie cutter stuff. Um, you know, Kim, so many times people come to us, we fix digestion, we fix blood sugar, and we're done. Um, they're happy, they lose weight, they feel great and our job is over. Um, I love those. Those are very satisfying, but I don't learn much from them because we know how to do all that stuff. That's just saying here, do this and this and this. It works. Um, Herschel's a real tough case. And I'm Mm -hmm. excited about, you know, what are we going to learn from working with Herschel? And, And we learn every time he calls. So Herschel, don't apologize for calling. You're a star of the show.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Let's go to Texas. Raphael, welcome to the program.
3: Yeah, hi, Kevin. Kim, appreciate your show. You guys have been a real help. Good. Uh, we've taken the NutriCube, and I just hadn't seen results on that there, my wife and I. Do you have
1: anything on that? Yeah, we've got it here in front of us. Um, overall, pretty good. Um, so let me just verify because, you know, the NutriCube is subjective. Some people are what we refer to as under reporters, and men tend to be under reporters. Um, so sometimes it's not always clear. Overall, how would you okay. judge your health, and how do you feel?
3: Uh, real, real good. Uh, hey, uh, I hey, I've lost about twenty pounds. I probably hadn't been done as well as I should on the, on the ketogenic, but I've, I've lost twenty pounds since January, and I kind of attribute it to good, good. You, you know, I, I truck. You know, hey, stop at Walmart, try to just stock uh, the refrigerator. You know, and try to try to do that. You know, yeah. Yeah, good. Um, my, I I guess I guess kind of the thing is my, my wife is uh there she's into a supplement program selling it, okay, and uh but but she struggled with her weight. We've been married um you know thirty years, and uh, we I I probably gained fifty pounds over that thirty year period, you know, and and she probably has too, and that she really that that's probably her strongest desire to lose that weight. And she struggles with that. She's uh, had a Her thyroid half of it's been taken out, and um, what what would you recommend on that? There, your silver road for something like that.
1: Yeah, you know what? I would probably recommend the gold. Um, Thyroid issues can be triggered by food reactions many times. So before we, uh, thyroid is one of the more complicated areas. Uh, This one can be pretty challenging. And one of the things we don't want to do is try addressing thyroid and then find out we've got a food reaction that's blocking all of our efforts. So I would recommend the gold and we find out what foods she's reacting to. Um, There is a lot of uh, correlation between digestive issues and thyroid. So, you know, we can, we're really going to focus on. Uh, digestion probably, will know more when we see her NutriQ. Um, and then okay. we may have to, what we hope is that when we fix all the other stuff, the thyroid starts to work on itself. The fact that she's lost part of it is going to create some issues. Anytime we're missing body okay. parts, it's more of a challenge. But we still address things the same way we focus on the foundations, we fix the root causes, we see what improves, and if some area doesn't improve, then we can address it directly. Um, Thyroid sometimes requires more testing, uh, and I'm not a huge fan of testing, but with thyroid, sometimes you just have to. We have to uh, identify exactly what's going on with the thyroid, but there are you know, by, by addressing digestion, really cleaning up the diet. A lot of times we see big improvements in thyroid.
3: Okay. Yeah. Like you were saying, she's, she's one of She'll, uh, count her calories on an app on the phone. I mean, I mean, she really, uh, really pushed effort into it and, you know, just not really getting results. I mean, she's worked through a doctor before. Um, yeah. I mean, she talked about committed, you know, and know. But you know the the results don't seem to really yeah or less than she'd like you know as
1: far and, as losing and that's when we really want to get them into a program because I hate to see people work so hard and not get the results and it's usually just one thing could be digestion it could be upper yeah. could be lower um, could be some detox issues could be some adrenal issues um, and it's frustrating because she is doing the work and not getting the results. And, and we love finding that breakthrough and helping somebody get through that roadblock because then everything changes.
4: Right, right.
3: Okay, hey, well, hey, I'll, I'll call in um, and I'll probably order that after the show, I guess. Uh, hey, for me, you recommend um, bile salts? Um, uh, it would probably help a little bit. Yeah, you know, the,
1: the digestive supplements are always good. I mean, they, there's no downside okay. to them. We see them help people a lot. So that would be a great place to get started. Um, one quick question. Are you noticing, like, aches and pains, joint aches and those kind of things?
3: Not, not well, not so much. I made January, February. I was getting some Charlie horses in my leg. but That's more mineral. And, you know, but, uh, um, that,
1: that's- okay. Hey, I, Not know, I noticed one of your high scores was you're you're missing some essential fatty acids, and sometimes that can show up as aches and pains. Other times it can show up as like dry skin, okay. um, dry cracked heels, brittle fingernails, um, alternating dry and oily skin and hair. Um, I just saw that one was pretty high on your chart, but uh, start with digestion. Sometimes that's all it's going to take to fix the fatty acid balances to get your digestion right. So. For you, I would start easy, see what kind of results you get. For your wife, with the thyroid issues, I think um, she should be in one of the more intense programs. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Kim, I think we might have uh, gotten through most of our questions. Um, We're just about out of time anyway, so anything uh, you want to wrap up with?
0: Yeah, no, I just really appreciate um, both Facebook Live. And that's the first time bouncing back and forth there. So everybody, you know, yeah, Nature Q, I shared the link out there. Go to our website and take that. And we'd um, be happy to work with you anyway, either through the show or through our one-on-one.
1: Yeah, fantastic. So, you know, I know we're we're promoting the one-on-ones heavy and, and you know, there's a lot of reasons. One, we've got to make a little money doing mm-hmm. this as well. Uh, and, you know, between our one-on-ones, some of our supplements, snack sales, that really helps us out. So we want to thank all the people that support us that way. And we see really, really amazing results. You know, it, it's, I, I'm looking forward to working with some of the people we talked with today that have been struggling. I love that challenge of, you know, a really tough case where I've got to go do more research. I've got to go dig in. We've got to figure out because I I am completely confident there isn't anything we can't improve. I mean, I I am just so confident of what the human body is capable of when you give it the right nutrition and you fix the foundations. Uh, It's exciting. So I'm looking forward to that. I want to thank everybody. And uh, we're going to get to a break. We'll see you right around the corner. Stick around. Kevin Rutherford, this is Destination Health. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're talking about SIBO today. So, Kim, this is one of those where if somebody wanted to, you know, do a little research, read some SIBO protocols, try a few things, they may be able to handle this on their own. It's one of those conditions, if you really feel like you have it, this is what our mentoring programs are designed to do. Um, You know, the Gold and Silver Highway programs where we identify, yes, this is the problem. Then we work them through the protocols so that, you know, you're not kind of experimenting. You know, we'll, we'll walk them right through the protocol, what foods to eat, what not to eat, um, what supplements to take. Um, and again, remember, there's kind of a two stage to this. We have to kill off the bacteria. We have to repopulate So this is one of those, if you really want to get this out of the way and move on, um, I would highly recommend uh, one of our mentoring programs. There's one other thing here, and I think this says a lot about why we have so many people who are dealing with this in our tribe. So we know drivers have a much, much higher incidence of diabetes, we know that virtually everybody who takes our NutriQ has blood sugar handling issues. It's so common. And this is an interesting t- statistic. Um, a study shows that SIBO was present in 43% of diabetics. Sorry, I needed to cough here.
5: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was.
0: Um... And it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Like when, and that's the, the sad part too, is when something's unbal- it, it you know, out of balance, especially blood sugar healing. We know that it just affects so much more. Yeah. And when you fix all of that, <laughs> and we have a lot of, uh, you know, with the diet and stuff, the sugar healing and diabetics, um, then so many other things get fixed too. That makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, it kind of again seems like a strange correlation. You know, blood sugar and digestive. Mm-hmm. but our bodies are, are just so amazing at what they do. But if you mess up one part of the system, it's going to affect all the rest of the symptoms. So our systems, uh, but I, I was shocked at that. 43% of, uh, diabetics had SIBO as well. Um, uh, so now, when you do try to get them to eat a better diet and you're not getting the results and the fix you want, this could very well be the reason why.
0: That's exciting, too. Yeah. see it be fixed easy.
1: Yeah. So, what do you say we get to some phone calls?
0: That would be great,
1: Kevin. All right. Let's do that. Let's start off in Alabama. Javin, welcome to the program.
6: Hi, Kevin and Kim. Thanks for taking Hi, my call. What's on yes, your mind, today? I was um, calling about the NutriQ client recommendations.
1: Okay. Uh, let me say this on your recommendations. Um, there's nothing on those recommendations that would hurt. Um, all of those supplements could potentially help, but looking at your NutriQ, um, you may be absolutely one of those cases where you just keep running into roadblocks and, and even supplements aren't going to help unless we really target them and do things in the right order. The reason I say that is if I look at your NutriQ, you have one, two, three, four, five, 13 areas. And how many do we have? Um, Thirteen out of sixteen. You have thirteen out of sixteen where you're off the chart. So, and, and
0: one of
1: those is women only, so that doesn't count. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. That, yeah. So, really, um, thirteen out of fifteen, you are off the chart. And what happens when you know Kim and I love cases like this because we can make so many improvements. Um, it's the low-hanging fruit. You know, it's so satisfying because if you approach this properly, you're going to be amazed at how much better you start feeling. But when you have this many areas compromised, you have to be very strategic about how you address them. Um, I, I can give you some ideas and send you off on your own, and you can certainly try it, um, What we would focus on, if Kim and I were working with you directly, we would ignore everything except digestion right now. We would work hard. You've got to change diet. I mean, there's no question about that. You've got to get to a good, really clean, nutrient-dense keto. Um, I I would highly recommend a very nutrient-dense, very low-carb keto to get started unless We also identified that you had enough digestive issues that we had to do something like a GAPS protocol or a FODMAPS. This is where it gets a little trickier. Um, This is where when we're working one-on-one, we can try something, get a little feedback, go in and troubleshoot it, and, and then tweak. But we would focus on, one, just changing diet. We have to start there. Two, as far as supplements, we would only work on um, digestive supplements. So uh, a hydrochloric acid, an enzyme, a um, liver gallbladder support, and I would probably address SIBO because you've got enough of those symptoms that's very possible. The, The good news is once we address digestion, if we get your digestion working right, and you're eating that nutrient-dense keto diet, everything to the right of digestion on this chart should show improvement. And then after, you know, with your score, I'm looking at probably 60 days of really focusing on digestion and diet, and then we would go back and retake the NutriQ, and if everything were moving in the right direction, if we were seeing improvements in all areas... We would just keep doing what we're doing. If something is stuck, like uh, adrenal, then we would, after the 60 days, then we would go start to address the adrenal symptoms directly. So that's that's really our approach in a case like this. Fix digestion, fix diet, give it some time, 30 to 60 days, wait to see what resolves on its own, and whatever doesn't resolve, then we would work towards addressing those directly. Does that make sense?
6: Yes. So I wouldn't um, purchase any of these or still get uh, beta-TCP or the bioglucosamine 40.
1: You know, that's that's where it gets a little tricky. Um, None of those things are going to hurt you, but you could be wasting your money. You know, for us right now, we wouldn't necessarily give you um, any of the like the gluco balance or the the blood sugar control, because honestly, right now they 're not going to do much good, so you 'd just be wasting your money. so we would probably um, work on you know probably do like a betaine, a hydrochloric acid with the enzyme, um, so that gives us the uh, hydrochloric acid and the enzymes. And then we would probably do a beta plus instead of a beta TCP in the beginning. And we would probably do a specific um, supplement for the SIBO. So that's where, you know, you could try the ones that are recommended. You may see some results, you may not. And if you don't, it can get confusing. So... um what we could do is we could put together a protocol for you. Uh, Kim's sending me a message. She'll put together a protocol for you and, and send it over, and you can give it a try. Um, and you can always call into the show and tell us what's going on, and we'll try to tweak it. So, you know, the working with the protocol and calling into the show is kind of You know, it's not as good as being in one of our, uh, you know, direct programs, but we can probably work you through most of
6: this. Yes, that's what I think I would rather uh, do to be in uh, one of the programs directly. Uh, The goal or civil plan, whichever one, you know, you think you would recommend.
1: Well, Like
6: you were saying earlier today, like after I eat, I cough up a massive amount of coal, and, you know, I just get tired and have to go to sleep, you know, go to bed after, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so the difference, there's really only one difference between the gold and the silver. They all include all the same things, except the gold includes the food inflammation test. And given the fact that you're off the charts on almost everything, my guess is you have some real problem foods that we need to identify. Because that is honestly one of the easiest ways to fix some of these problems. You know, if we identify you're really reacting to eggs, even if you love eggs, you eliminate them and it starts to fix so many things. That's why we love the fit test and and you are a prime example of where the fit test is probably going to do us a lot of good. So um, Kim will send over some ideas if you want to try this on your own. If not, um, I would recommend the gold plan and then we'll work directly with you on this. We're going to get to a break. We're going to come back and get to more of your calls and questions right after this. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're going to get back to your calls. Hey, Kim, before we get to the calls, you know, one of our uh, youngest tribe members is watching on Facebook live. So I'm going to give her a wave and a shout out Isabella. Oh, Oh,
0: Isabella. Oh my gosh. What yeah. a sweetheart. she's one I'll tell you what is a lesson to everybody out there listening. Um, Oh my gosh well hey Isabella
1: yeah she's such a great example of you know what we try to get our adult tribe members to do um, she's been so good at doing it. she's seeing the results so she's mm-hmm. an amazing example.
0: She um, along with um, just a healthy wise just in general and that her mom had sent us a note that she was able to get rid of her um, and she's only seven yeah. um, get rid of her um, glasses. Glasses, so that we're helping here with reading.
1: So yeah. all of this is just
0: incredible.
1: Yeah, so yeah, proud of is. all of them. Yeah, so let's uh, let's get to some phone calls. Let's go to California. Steve, welcome to the program.
7: Hey Kevin, how you doing? Good. What's on your mind today? So I've been following uh, the keto diet for a couple months now. I'm down thirty nine pounds. But I've been stuck at uh, 244 for a good two weeks, and I'm just wondering if you have any ideas. I, I, I went on and I did the NutriQ just to see if that would reveal anything. Um, you know, answering the questions, it was kind of like, yeah, I had all that stuff, but I answered it as of my current state. and I don't know if it was it revealed anything or not. But um, how do I break this plateau?
1: Uh, Kim, do we have his NutriQ available? Do you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I will go find it.
1: Okay. Um, so we have identified lots of things that will create a plateau. The good news is with enough work, we always work through it. Um, so where would your ideal weight be? What's your target? Well,
7: you know, that's a good question because, you know, my, my dad's been following it for a good three months now and he's down to his, uh, you know, high school football weight. So, I don't know if that's a good measure or not, but I, I, my high school football weight was like two
1: Oh five. You know, I, I actually think it is a good measure. Um, and it's kind of where I am, you know, I'm, I'm back to the weight that I was right when I graduated high school and you know, you're young and we think healthy, but, um, for a lot of people that, that probably is a good natural body weight, um, So I think 205 would be a great target for you. And and that's, you know, 30 or so, 40 or so more pounds. Um, Definitely doable. No question.
7: 39 more pounds.
1: Yeah, Yeah, definitely doable. Um, One of the things we see is, um, are you measuring ketones at all or blood sugar?
7: No, I'm. You know what I did in the beginning. I had the strips, but I. I pretty much know. I mean, I'm doing the intermittent fasting. I can. I can tell it on the, okay. on, the on the back of my breath. You know, I can. I can kind of feel it. Um, I'm doing the bulletproof coffee in the morning. I'm not really hungry until like two o'clock. Okay. Um. I. I know I'm in ketosis. I'm so just yeah.
1: So we would start looking at, um, and I'll. I'll know more when we get your uh, NutraQ up here because that will. Um, that will really guide me in the right direction. If you're still showing a lot of digestive symptoms, then it could just be poor digestion that's causing the problem. If we've got, you know, adrenal thyroid and pituitary off the charts, then we know it's going to be an adrenal issue. Um, Sometimes it helps to monitor blood sugar, which is a lot easier and less well a lot less expensive than measuring blood ketones, uh, because elevated blood sugar sometimes can kind of keep us out of ketosis or you know kind of interfere with the real fat burning. because remember, our body can produce glucose whether we're eating it or not. And if we if our body's producing it for whatever reason, that's going to block some of the effects we get from ketosis. Um, Do you feel like your diet is is pretty nutrient-dense?
7: And I'm not eating a whole lot. Um, You know, I'm eating like a a salad for lunch and, you know, a a clean protein, a fish, a chicken, a steak, um, and, and usually a broccoli or an asparagus for a veggie. And I just, I don't have I I'm not very hungry at all. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll snack on some some nuts and maybe some beef jerky if I get a little bit of hunger, but usually I'm kind of forcing myself to eat. Got
1: it. Yeah, and, and you know that that just it, that's actually a good sign. We know you're you're primarily staying in ketosis. So it it starts to lead me to either digestive or um adrenal, one of the two. Uh, Kim's still looking. Does your last name start with a B? Yes. Okay. Okay. Th- <laughs> it's hard to match up my
0: phone number yeah. and I did match exactly, but Steve, I thought it might be.
1: Okay, good. So okay. we, we've got, Ooh, wow. Um, yeah, not bad at all. But if we look at the peaks, um, we do have some upper GI issues still going on. Um, Probably not cybo though. Probably more along the lines of uh, maybe still some compromised uh, stomach acid. Are you supplementing with anything?
7: I take a, a multi. I take D three. I take alpha lipoic acid. I take a, a DHA um, or, or a, it's a nutritional oil. It's got the, it's like a fish oil complex. Um, I take a probiotic. Um, okay. That's about it. I was thinking about maybe doing some iodine.
1: Uh, I, I'm not really seeing. I mean, your, your mineral needs are almost zero. So I, I, I don't think we have any real mineral deficiency issues. It's interesting that you're taking the uh, EPA and the DHA, and one of your highest scores, you're still lacking in essential fatty acids. Um, Sometimes they, it's just the quality of those. I, I'm not a huge believer in the fish oil supplements. Um, I'm not even a huge believer in, in our uh, omega 3 supplements. We, we don't always see great results from them. Um, and it could be a, a compromised digestion somewhere. We're not absorbing them properly. Uh, I, I would probably recommend, I would drop the multi. Honestly, I'm not, just not a big fan. Everything else I would keep doing. The D3 is fine. The EPA and the DHA, you could keep doing them. I, they're not really all that effective yet. A probiotic, I recommend for everybody. So, um, But I would probably start on some hydrochloric acid enzymes and um, some bile salts. And let's see if we can kind of kick up the fat digestion a little bit. You are also um, kind of spiking on pituitary, which kind of you know could be part of the whole um, adrenal axis. You've got some, um, thyroid and adrenal going on as well. Uh, not a, not a really a cut and dried case. Have you, um, have you taken a fit test at all?
4: I
7: haven't, no. Um, but you know, I was, I was very, um, lactose intolerant before I started on the, uh, the grain-free diet. And now I can, now I can, um, digest, you know, dairy and, it's... um, I, I'm not running to the bathroom. Um, I, 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 also had some like, uh, some mild reactions to like, uh, avocados and some melons. And I've noticed that, um, I, I'm, you know, I was, uh, I was eating an avocado a day almost, uh, for, for a while, which is amazing. I no no kind yeah. of reactions to that, but So, uh,
1: yeah, here's the thing. So I'm not at all surprised about the lactose intolerance. I experienced this as well. I've been lactose intolerant my whole life. Now that I eat a clean keto diet, I can eat dairy and have almost no reaction. Um, But the reaction we're looking for is not the digestive reaction from dairy. That's caused by lactose. We're looking for a reaction that's very hard to, to know in your own body that you're reacting to the proteins in the dairy, the casein and those kind of things. And they don't cause immediate symptoms that we can say, oh, I ate dairy and now I'm feeling this. So when we have somebody in a roadblock. I, I really. Go ahead.
7: I really starting to enjoy dairy. You no, know, now that I can eat yeah. it, you know, I'm I'm putting the the Kerrygold in my bulletproof coffee, and I'm I've, I've sourced a, a good uh, you know organic grass fed cottage cheese, and I'm and I'm, I mean those seem to be the only carbs I'm really getting is from dairy. I you thought know, about switching to the A2 milk products. Is that should, is that something I should do?
1: Honestly, I think I would do one of two things. Because I'm not seeing anything obvious jump out at me. So it it could be a food reaction that's causing the roadblock. I would either do the fit test or I would start by eliminating all dairy for 30 days. Now, the, the Kerrygold, you could probably still handle the Kerrygold. It's very low in casein. Or you could switch to a ghee, which is virtually no casein. Uh, So I think I would go with one of those two, either test to see or eliminate it for 30 days and see if anything changes because I'm really starting to believe this could be a food reaction that's blocking you. Uh, There's the music. They're going to chase me out of here. We'll have to do it again next time. Thanks for joining me. Remember, be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always. Do the hard work and master the journey on Kevin Rothbard.
8: Your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket.
1: Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let's Let'sTruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking, and today is Destination Health. My co-host, Kim Cockerham, is here with me. We'll take your calls and answer questions about everything health nutrition food diet lifestyle exercise training supplements disease drugs you name it we'll talk about it all you have to do is pick up the phone and call we're going to get to those calls in just a little bit Kim welcome back
0: hi glad
1: to be here Kevin uh you know last show we were talking about uh SIBO one of the um kind of newer digestive um, conditions that we've identified, and and we're starting to realize it's affecting a lot more people. And the more and more research I do, and I've been working on this one for quite some time now, the more it makes sense. Um, For whatever reason, we're we're not exactly sure of the connection, uh, but people with blood sugar control issues tend to be uh, much more likely to get SIBO. And we've been treating it with some protocols uh, for the last month or so, and we're starting to see some really good results. Um, You know, I I talked last week, and we're not going to go too deep into it again, about, you know, how you identify it. Once you identify it, I believe you should attack it from all corners, Uh, you know, hit it with everything all at once, get rid of it and move on, because, yeah, I'm going to make another trucking analogy. It's kind of like um, when we get algae in fuel. And, and there are some real correlations here. Algae is a living organism. SIBO is bacteria in the wrong place. It's in your small intestine where it doesn't belong. The problem when we're dealing with living organisms, whether it's algae or SIBO, this is a crazy analogy, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> algae and our fuel and cybo, but here's the thing yeah. they're living organisms, they reproduce. Mm-hmm. So, if you try to eliminate them but you don't eliminate them completely, they will regrow, they'll reproduce, and the problem will mm-hmm. come back. Or, if you eliminate them completely but you don't eliminate the conditions that allowed them to grow in the first place, there's a very good chance it's going to come back. So just like I say with algae in the fuel, don't mess around with it. Don't tiptoe in and just go at it full bore, guns blazing, get rid of it, fix the underlying condition. It's the same thing here with cybo. You could play around with some supplements. You could try a few things. Um, in fact, we have, you know, one single supplement that that I believe may be very effective against SIBO if that's all you wanted to try. Um, I still think you're better off in a protocol addressing it, you know, comprehensively. But if you think you might have SIBO and you want to try something, we do have a product in the store called Atrantil, A-T-R-A-N-T-I-L, and I'm, pretty sure in the store we say it's for SIBO. You could try that one. You know, it it is designed exclusively for this problem and not used for anything else. It's designed just to help with SIBO. In fact, we're going to have the uh, doctor who invented it on the show. He's a gastroenterologist and he's been dealing with this for years and he realized that the traditional method of using antibiotics Um, although it seems effective, the problem comes back over and over and over. So we developed this product. Um, I think this product, along with a really good protocol and sometimes even dietary changes, would be the way to go. So if if somebody wanted to really approach this and get rid of it in one shot, you know, one of our one-on-one programs would be recommended. But if you just want to try it, um, this supplement is pretty effective. It relieves symptoms almost immediately. Uh, we've had people take it and say, yeah, the gas and bloating all went away, you know, within the first day or two. Um, and then it continues to work on um, eliminating the problem and fixing the underlying conditions that allowed it to grow in the first place. Um, you know, we we get a lot of calls of people that want to go over their nutri um, which I absolutely love. It, it, you know, I'm glad that we have this time on the air. We can do that with people. It doesn't cost them anything. Many times, though, our answer is, look, you can try this. You know, here's some ideas. Go get started. What happens, though, is if you run into a roadblock, people don't know where to go. You know, th- this can get pretty complicated if you don't understand it. And a lot of times we tell people, look, here, you can go try this. Give it a shot. See what happens. Uh, many of them end up in our one-on-one programs, where we just have a tremendous amount of success because we're able to work with them step by step. You know, if they hit a roadblock, we dig in, we figure out what it is, try something different, and you know, usually the time frame is anywhere from thirty to ninety days. Wouldn't you say that that by ninety days we we've, yeah. we've gotten almost everybody. Huge improvements in symptoms and, and weight loss and all kinds of things. And honestly, without throwing anybody under the bus, um, when we don't have a success story, what's usually the number one reason? Um, diet.
0: They're falling off their diet. Exactly. Just up and down. No yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: I don't want to beat anybody yeah. up or throw them under the bus, but that's really what it comes down to. The, the people who succeed... Mm-hmm. You know, people always say, oh, to us, they'll say, oh, you fixed all these things for me. we'll say, no, we didn't. We just gave you the guidelines to do it. You had to do all mm-hmm. the work. And, and the proof that we didn't do it is that there are people we're working with that aren't getting better. And, and, but we, if we look at their diet, we immediately know why. You know, a little cheat mm-hmm. here, fall off the wagon for a couple days here, and, and that can really block progress. And then sometimes people will say, well, this isn't working um, so maybe it's just me, or well, it's not working because you're not working it. And if you do, it will work. Um, so that's really what we see. Usually by, you know, 60 days, we've seen huge improvements. Even our worst cases, by 90 days, we fix so many things. Um, so if you're struggling with these things and you just want somebody to, you know, guide you through step by step, Uh, Go to the website, Let'sTruck.com, look under our health plans, and look at the gold or silver highway. Uh, Kim, anything you want to talk about? Sounds like there is.
0: Well, just about, um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, There's two things. And the first one you brought up about just the health plans and what I am so grateful that we get to work with people and I'm finding that it is as simple, too, as the fact working with us you're not doing it alone. And we always say that you can do this on your own, but sometimes and and we found a lot of people have already done a lot of work already. And then we're just coming in and like tweaking the last part of it. And and that is fabulous. But the fact that they're not working alone they're they know they're working with somebody on this. um, And it immediately puts them in a hyper focused state that even though they could do before, there's just something else that this elevates them to a different level of commitment um, and consistency because the consistency is what is paying off for people. The ones that are able to be consistent um, and find where this works in their life. Cause this is a lifestyle. This doesn't work with us and be done and go back to your own ways. It's finding where it fits and it's not a straight path. It really isn't.
9: Yeah.
5: Yeah.
0: very. very um, good so yeah, point. I encourage people. Um, yeah. So the other thing I was thinking of too is, you know, I had to fly up here to Ohio really fast and I'll tell you walking through a hospital, it just makes you, first of all, two things. I know like you even say that if you have some trauma situation, need surgery or that kind of stuff, our medical field is top notch. And I got to experience that with my mother had a stroke um, Thursday night, which interesting enough, it was hypertensive Um it's from a uh, long-term hyper um, high blood pressure, and it was in her thalamus, and so it was the little tiny vessels, you know? So it, it was interesting that it was, you know, over a long period of time that she had this um, happening, and then it was just one instance, it could be a sneeze and, you know, who knows, that caused it, um, but the medical staff is absolutely incredible and quick, quick to make decisions, quick to get up and moving. But also, my gosh, my resolve to doing whatever I can to stay healthy, yes, is just magnified, hundred yes. percent. I mean, it's just, and and you can so easily kind of forget that in our day to day life. I mean, we are working on it, but go into a hospital and walk the halls, you know, or something, and yeah. um, you know, you just, yeah, your resolve is just. So,
1: very, yep. very good point. Hey, you know, I'm going to do something a little different here um, before we get to the calls and questions we have on hold. We're also running a Facebook live stream and I was looking through some of the comments and some of them are things that I could address pretty easily. So I, I think I'm going to do that. We're coming up on a break. But when I come okay. back, if you if you're watching us on the Facebook live stream and you've posted a question. Uh, I'm going to address some of those right now. The the ones that I can address without needing more information. So we're going to do that right after this break. Stick around. We'll be right back. If you want to join us on Facebook Live, head on over to Facebook. Um, go to my personal page and you'll see our live stream there. I don't always get a chance to answer questions, but I saw some that are kind of straightforward. So I'm going to do that right after the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. So, Kim, let's go through some of these. Matt wants to know if we have any thoughts or info on sprouted grains and sprouted legume breads, etc. Um, I, I do have thoughts on this. For me, I prefer just to eliminate all grains completely. It's just easier for me. I don't miss them anymore at all. So, this is kind of a non-issue. But if you are going to continue to eat grains, sprouted is definitely superior. Now, if you could find ancient grains, so they're not using today's wheat that's been so hybridized and um, genetically modified and all the other crap they do to our food. If you could find ancient grains and they're sprouted correctly, there are a lot of... um, problems that go away when the the wheat or the grain has been raised properly not hybridized to the point that it's a wreck and sprouted so yeah i tend to i i have decided i'm just not eating them period but if you are going to eat them sprouted is the way to go um legumes beans i do eat beans um And I'm probably eating them more now than I have in the past. They're not causing me any problems. Um, Again, soaked is the way you should go on your beans. We don't necessarily sprout the beans, um, but soaked and rinsed. Uh, 24 to 36 hours is the best way uh, to treat beans. And since we were talking about SIBO, these are two groups of foods you would absolutely eliminate if you think you're dealing with SIBO. You would get rid of legumes, grains completely, sprouted or not. But if you get yourself back to a good, healthy place, good digestion, and you really wanted to go back to these, like I said, I, I have gone back to beans, uh, but I won't go back to grains. But if you're going to do it, soaked and sprouted is the way to go. Uh, from Georgina, what would be a good blood sugar reading? Um, Mine runs about 117 to 125 in the a.m. Uh, Georgina, that's on the high side. Uh, It's in the range they call pre-diabetic, but I don't necessarily go just by fasting blood sugar alone. Um, You could do what, what kind of a modified glucose tolerance test. So the way we would do that is you would either eat um, like a a good, healthy cup of white rice all at once or, a you know, a big white baked potato. Um, check your blood sugar right before you eat it and then set three alarms. You're going to check your blood sugar at one hour, two hours, and three hours. And, and then if you do that and you got some readings and you talk to us, you know, there's a lot of scenarios. But we, we're looking for certain patterns. And that pattern would tell us whether you're... Uh, your insulin system has been compromised and whether you're becoming uh, insulin resistant or not. The the early indication is that you are um, developing insulin resistance with those kind of numbers in the morning. If you're very strict keto, especially in the first year, you can get these weird high readings. It's, it's called the dawn effect. So that may be going on as well. So if you want to... Uh, You know, drop us a line or come on the air with us. Um, We might be able to dig a little deeper into that one. Got one from Darius here. He says uh, he's tried everything to lose weight. He's dieted, he's worked out, and he's done nothing. And under all three scenarios, his weight just stays the same. Um, This is really common. Let's let's address the doing nothing. Obviously, if you do nothing, nothing's going to happen. That one's pretty straightforward. Um, By doing nothing, I assume he means he's continuing to do what he's always done. We know you're going to get the results you've always got. Working out, horrible strategy for losing weight. It's a great strategy for your health, and I highly encourage people to be active, very active. It's just not good for weight loss. It's been proven time and time again. Um, And dieting, diet is the key to weight loss, but it has to be... Uh, the right diet. It's not low calorie. It's not low fat. It's um, not any of the crazy fad diets we've been through. It's really eating a clean nutrient dense, um, at at the very least paleo style diet. But if you want to lose more weight quicker, you could go to a um, nutrient dense keto diet. Then we address digestion, then things will get better. Uh, Tony wants to know if the NutriQ is good for people of all ages or more for grown-ups. Tony, absolutely good for anybody. The the struggle you might get with younger children is they may not understand the questions, and you may have to help them through some of those. But um, certainly, it's excellent to get children involved in this early and address these problems before they get a lot worse. Uh, Kim, what do you think? Those were great questions from Facebook Live. Uh
5: Uh-oh. Where'd Kim go? Crap,
10: crap, crap. I'm muted. I was muted
5: again.
1: (laughs) There you are. I was pushing all kinds of buttons on my Yeah. Yeah. So great Uh, great questions there from Facebook Live.
0: I love it. Thanks, you guys. Keep them
1: coming. Yeah, absolutely. Come on over and join us on Facebook Live. We're going to get back to the questions we've got here on the air. Let's go to Tennessee. Paul, welcome to the program.
4: Hey, Kevin. Hey, I started using that Dario blood sugar tester. Yeah. I got a question on a couple of questions. What do you recommend for a high and low number?
1: Um, the one thing I will say about the Dario is I love the meter. It's what we have in the store. You do have to adjust the numbers a little bit. I did a lot of testing on it, and it tends to run about 10 points high many times. So whereas my if I use my uh, Precision Extra, which I believe is the most accurate meter on the market, I tend to be in the low 80s in the morning, but with the Dario, I tend to be in the low 90s. Um, other than that, though, it, that 10-point adjustment isn't a really big deal. That's why we went with the Dario because of all the other features that I like on it. Um, you know, in what kind of numbers are you seeing in the morning fasting?
4: Um, I've, well, that was my other question. I'm checking right before I eat. And yeah. then two hours after I eat. Okay. Um, and there's lots of different ways I'm in to the do mid, it. I'm in the mid to low 70s. Excellent. And I feel fine. Excellent.
1: That, that is So I didn't know. Ideal.
4: That's good. That is
1: ideal. I mean, I think when you start dropping okay. into the 60s, you are starting to see symptoms of low blood sugar. So I, I'm not a big fan of seeing people down in the 60s. Seventies are virtually.
4: I I was diagnosed. Well, I was going to say I was diagnosed with low blood sugar in my twenties, but that was twenty three years ago. So, but I I changed my diet back then. I know what it feels like to have low blood sugar, and I know I'm not having them symptoms. But I didn't know if that was getting to where it was going to be too low. No, it sounds like it's. I feel fine, so I figured it was good. So yeah,
1: if you're steady in the seventies, it doesn't get any better than that. Then we could do basically right. what I explained just a minute ago to Georgina about a, a, kind of a glucose tolerance test. How well does your body handle it? So if you were to sit down and eat a cup of white rice or a big white baked potato and you check your blood sugar right before, and let's say it's 80 right before you do this, and then you know one hour after you check it, if it stays under 140, you are golden. That, that would be a really good sign. Then when we go to two hours, let's say you went right to 140 at one hour after. That's a great sign. Two hours, we check it, and you're at 120. It's coming back down already in two hours. That's excellent. That's what we're looking for. If on the third hour, you're very close to where you were before you ate, like back down to that 80 number, that's ideal. That, that is exactly what we're looking for, a low insulin response so our blood sugar doesn't spike way up. In two hours, already starting to come down, and in three hours, almost back to you know, post-meal or pre-meal, that, that's perfect. That's what we're looking for.
4: Uh, so with a cup of white rice or the baked potato, you're just eating that with a meal, or is that just doing just, that alone and then checking your a sugar? Just on its own
1: just on its own, no butter because that'll okay. slow down. Okay. We, want those, we want those starchy carbs to go right to your bloodstream and see how well your, okay. your body responds. So for example, we did this with one of our um, you know, direct mentoring clients and the blood sugar spiked pretty high after one hour, actually increased after two and was still very elevated after three. That's a sign of very poor blood sugar control. All
4: right. What do you have a recommend, a normal recommendation when you like to just do a normal test? I usually test right before, like I said, two hours after a meal. Does that sound good or do I need to adjust that?
1: Nope, nope. That's a great way of doing it. And, you know, you're doing it right. You experiment, you try different things. Um, You can also try checking blood sugar away from food. So if you have a really stressful event, sometimes grab your meter and check and watch what happens. You can see blood sugar spikes without eating at all. Um, One of the latest things that I'm seeing a lot of is what's called continuous glucose monitoring. I'll talk about that a little bit when we get back. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Website is letstruck.com. This is Destination Health. Uh, Kim's here with me. Um, Kim, we were just talking about um, continuous glucose monitoring. Uh, now the devices are still fairly expensive. They're uh, almost a thousand dollars for this device. But I'm I, I'm really thinking about springing for one of these in the name of research. Um, I followed Dr. Mercola. He did it for his last book. Um, Andreas Anfeldt, the diet doctor, the Swedish doctor, is doing it right now. And what it does is you, you attach this device to your body and you wear it and it monitors your glucose continuously in real time. Um, you know, checking blood glucose is awesome, but it can change so fast for so many reasons that you can't possibly check it enough. You'd be poking your fingers all day. you would look like a pincushion. cushion. Uh, so this device actually monitors it all day long. Uh, the post I read this morning from the diet doctor was pretty interesting. He showed an example of a day where he drank coffee and a day where he didn't. And the caffeine actually elevated his blood sugar. And we've kind of known that, but this was a, a real clear test that he didn't have any spikes but his blood sugar was running 10 to 15 points higher all day long when he was drinking coffee. So by doing this continuous glucose monitoring, we can really start to understand. I talked about, you know, stress, how that might affect it. And, you know, watching these guys, they do this over, you know, multiple days or weeks. There's really some good information from that.
0: Yeah, there is Jimmy Moore doing one too, I believe. I think I saw on Twitter he's doing one as well. Um, But it's pricey. That's too bad because I could see how that could benefit so many people. Maybe that's something that will come down to in the near future.
1: You know, there's a good chance it will. Um, That kind of technology does tend to come down. Um, Like I say, I'm thinking about getting it and playing around with it because I'm interested in that kind of stuff. So, um, We'll see. Uh, Anything you want to talk about or should we get some phone calls?
0: Nope. Ready for some calls.
1: All right. Let's head off to. Wisconsin, Greg, welcome to the program.
6: Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kim. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, you know, I did your NutriQs and and uh, I don't know, you know, I had some supplements on there and there's one thing, you know what? All right, it's it's kind of a weird subject, but you know what? I don't go to the bathroom a lot, but I don't feel like I'm like constipated. I don't feel like I got to go. I'll, I'll leave my house on a Sunday. I'll go Sunday and then Maybe I'll go on Tuesday, and then maybe I won't go again until Friday. But it's not like I'm, I'm like you know holding it or nothing. It's just right. what it is. I, I don't know. Are, so are you? Anyways, eating? Then you could look at my NutriQues and see what you think. Are but, you eating? Go ahead. Are you eating keto? Yeah, I just started. I just started about three weeks ago. As best I can. Well, you know, because I hate vegetables and I don't like fruit. <laughs> so uh, I feel like I don't have a lot of options. You know, I, I'll try asparagus and I, I don't like it. You know, my girlfriend's like, try it. She does it. And I'm like, I'll try this keto. And I used to always eat sugar on that Nutricues. That's what I put. I used to eat sugar, Pop-Tarts for breakfast, Pop-Tarts before I went to bed and uh, whatever else in between. Just because, I don't know. And she's like, hey, I don't know how you're not 400 pounds. But I'm not, I never really gained too much weight and I lose it
8: easy.
1: Well, here, uh, here's the thing, you, you know, so you are, so, you are part right. of a group that falls into what we call skinny fat. Um, mm-hmm. You don't show it in body weight, but you show it and we can see it in the NutriQ. You're, you're off the charts on sugar handling. You, you are probably very likely pre-diabetic. I wouldn't be surprised at all based on the results in what you told me about your diet. And the problem is, we see this over and over and over, even with truck drivers who have their A1C checked every couple of years. You could have lousy blood sugar control for 20 years and will never identify it with an A1C test. And then when the problem is, all of a sudden, you've had no signs or symptoms and then you're diabetic. It happens over and over and over because an A1C checks an average blood sugar. Well, when you start to have blood sugar control issues, what you get are very high spikes and very low lows. And if we take the highs and the lows and we average them, they look normal. That's why we're so bad at predicting diabetes because we're measuring things incorrectly. You should be measuring your blood sugar like we were just talking about every day with the blood glucose meter And my guess is you're going to have very poor blood sugar control.
6: So I can buy one of those out of your little store? Uh, I went to a Walmart and tried and they they didn't carry them.
1: The Dario, they don't carry in any stores. It's a brand new meter on the market. Do you have an iPhone or an Android? I have both. Well, for right now, the, the app only works on the iPhone. They have an Android app, but they're waiting for FDA approval on it. We could get it any day. We just don't have it yet. But if you have an iPhone, you can get the Dario. Um, if it's not in our store yet, I don't think it, it is up yet. I know they were working on it the other day, and we can order them. So um, drop us you know an email, support at Let's Truck, and we'll get you taken care of. Uh, but you definitely should be checking it every day um, because all the problems all right. we see You know, poor vitamin absorption, um, adrenals are high. Um, You've got some issues with men only in kidney and bladder. Um, Many of those things will improve when we get the blood sugar under control. You have some digestive issues. They're not horrible, um, but I would address digestion first just because it makes everything else work better.
6: All right, so I should get some of those. uh, What do you do for it? The hydrochloric? Things, um, yeah. Digestion. We,
1: there's a combination of hydrochloric acid, enzymes, and bile salts, and we have a couple different. So you could either try playing around on your own and see what works. Uh, you could consider one of our one-on-one well, no, programs. no, I signed up
6: for your silver plan. Okay. That silver plan. I I don't probably need to that one test, but. I'd go I'm gonna do the silver plane, that's
1: what I wanna do. Oh then then we'll we'll target exactly what supplements. We'll start with digestion, we'll work on you with diet and have you monitor blood sugar, and then after thirty days, we'll go back and recheck the symptoms and we'll go over your blood sugar results. That's the cool thing about the Dario, that's why we chose it. You take a blood sugar reading, you hit, you know, a couple clicks and you can send the results right to us. Dario is also working on All right. Uh, they actually have a professional database version for us where you would sign up under our account. Then you wouldn't even have to send the results to us. Actually, every time you took a test, it would show up in our dashboard so we could monitor it. But again, they're waiting on FDA approval for that. So uh, in the meantime, you can just send it right to us. But, you know, we'll, we'll work with you. That's the beauty of these plans we really drill down to what you need so you don't have so much trial and error um, trying to figure it out on your own. So, good talking to you. We look forward to working with you in one of the plans. Let's go to Minnesota. Eric, welcome to the program.
4: Hi, um, I have two questions. One is, I don't know if I have SIBO. I haven't gone through the HPU or anything. But I am working my way into doing a five to seven day water only fast, and I want to know if that'll be a good reset to then start doing probiotics and try to fix anything I might have wrong with it
1: um, you know fast are good, and fast can possibly improve the the bacterial profile, but not always um, it, it You know, the bacterial profile is so complicated, we still don't understand it completely. Um, Fasting is usually beneficial. There are a couple problems you can run into. Um, But the thing is, try it. See what happens. Um, It's never really a big deal. If you try it and you feel absolutely horrible, I would probably quit. But if you try it and you feel fine, um, it's not a bad way to kind of jumpstart ketosis for one thing. Um, so give it a shot. And if you're struggling with it, you can always call us and tell us what's going on. And, um, we can help you out with that. Uh, Kim, we're coming up on a break. There's so much I want to talk about. You know, I was watching shark (laughs) tank. I was watching shark tank last night and they had Uh a guy who came in and he developed a pill and he first started off by saying, I developed this pill to save people's lives in emergencies. And I thought, well, this is interesting. What's this all about? And he started talking about minors being trapped and people being in situations with no food. And he said he developed this pill that it's amazing. It, it, it has all the nutrition your body needs mm-hmm. and it keeps you alive. And I'm like, oh boy, I, I got to see this. So we went and looked it up online and we um, i looked at the ingredients and then he continued on with this story and it was really interesting i'm going to talk about that when we get back stick around okay. I'm kevin rutherford Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. So, Kim, this guy's going on and on. And Mark Cuban on Shark Tank is just ripping this guy <laughs> apart. Because Mark is, uh-huh. that's like his pet peeve. All these, you know, miracle supplements. You know, he's big. He owns a basketball team. So, you know, he's big into the, a lot of the latest research. He was just ripping this guy apart. But I'm watching the guy and, and laughing because here's what he started to say. He said,
0: do, mm-hmm. I lo-
1: do I look healthy? Do I look alert right now? I haven't eaten anything in eight days. And he said, I'm not hungry. I have lots of stead- steady energy throughout the day, and I'm losing about a pound a day. What does that sound like? Doesn't that sound
0: like... Oh, ag- just
1: being keto. Exactly. Yeah. And... If you stop eating, your body goes into ketosis. That's what it does. That's our survival yeah. mechanism. So this drug, which I looked at the ingredients, it was nothing but a multivitamin. It had a bunch of vitamins uh-huh. and minerals and a couple other weird things in there. And and he attributes all of these benefits. He, he even said... We've developed this, and it puts your body into fat-burning mode so I can live off of the fat that's already on my body. And I'm like, hey, idiot, you're just <laughs> describing ketosis. That that stupid pill you're yeah. trying to sell has nothing to do with anything.
10: <laughs> you can
1: eat food. Yeah, exactly. So it was, it was very hilarious, and they, they just ripped him apart. He didn't get a deal, obviously, oh. because... Um,
0: well, isn't he? I wonder if it's the same guy I saw, and I don't get to watch it a lot, but there was one guy that was really fascinating that was that, and they accused him of coming on there just for the oh, yeah, promotional
1: that, purposes. That, that's, that's what this was all about. You know, the guy's trying to promote, uh, uh-huh. promote his product. It gets a bunch of people to the website. A bunch of people will buy it when they hear, oh, my God, he can lose a pound a day. Well, that's the number we use. When you go into full-blown ketosis, we see people lose a pound a day all the time. But it, it has nothing to do with this supplement. It has to do with the fact that he just stopped eating. That's
0: crazy. yeah. <laughs> I gotta join the show.
1: Yeah, crazy stuff. So let's uh, let's get to some phone calls. We have got uh, an update on one of our mentoring uh, tribe members, Mary. Welcome to the program. Hello. How are you today?
9: Hey, Mary. How are you? Good. I'm doing good.
1: So what's your update? Can you hear what me we, okay? We can. What, what do we got going on?
9: Well, I've been um, with you guys for a couple of months. I took my IPS on an empty stomach and my e and my transfer. And the other (laughs) ones that I'm supposed to take when I eat. And I've been on the tarantula for a couple of weeks. And I am doing better. I don't bulk as much. Um, My allergies, unfortunately, haven't gotten that much better yet. But I have, since I've been on the Betaine Plus, I've taken it from four pills when I eat down to two. Excellent. And the... The um, one for gallbladder, the beta Press, I've taken from one pill down to, I mean, from two tail down to one.
1: Excellent. That, that's all good, and those are all good signs, and we're still heading in the right direction. And as long as we are, you can continue to just do what you're doing. I, I've seen things that, that were still improving well after a year of, of this. Now, one of the things I heard in there that we may want to look at, you know, in the coming months, if things continue to improve, but you're not seeing a lot of relief in your allergy symptoms, then we would probably move on to a detox. So there's still the possibility that we've got a lot of toxins. um, So we may have to work on clearing those detox pathways and doing a formal detox. Now, I, I'm not a huge fan of detox. That's why we wait and we work on everything else and we stay at it. And if and and many times those things will improve. But if they don't, then I, it, it's not a bad idea to say, "Okay, let's do the formal Is detox." Is am not coming in on your phone? Uh oh. You need to call them. All right, so I'm not sure if uh, Mary was yeah. hearing this. That,
10: <laughs> what but, happened? <laughs>
1: yeah, but Kim, we, you and I had this experience. We were yeah. working with somebody pretty intensely. We cleared up a lot of their problems, but there were still some things hanging mm-hmm. on, some headaches, and um, we did a detox and saw improvements in a lot of those symptoms. Yeah,
0: yeah. It was great, and I think she had even they had even tried to come on and give an update one time, and timing-wise, it didn't work. And it was um, just what I experienced, too, when I... Our detox program just it fine tunes things and can take care of that last little bit that might need some need
1: some help. Yeah, yeah, you know, and a detox can be pretty in- intensive and sometimes not all that comfortable, and you've got to give up quite a few things. So it, it's not our first choice. Um, I, I prefer to work on all the foundations first, see what improves and what doesn't, and and you know, I I love. Um, the whole NTA approach. I, I love what we've developed, you know, with that foundation from the NTA because it works. You know, even the okay. really, really hard cases we've come up against, it, it's, it's, um, it's very challenging for you and I, but it's very satisfying to see, you know, okay, we fix some things with this person. They love the results, but they still have this, and then you and I have to dig in and, you know, almost play detective and say, okay, we think it's this, let's, let's do the detox. And then we see that improve. But the beauty is it works. And no matter what somebody's facing, if we work through these issues systematically, we do this right, we solve these things that people have been struggling with for years and sometimes decades. Yeah,
0: it is exciting. It really and it's, it's so simple, it's almost, I say simple. Yeah. What do we say? It's simple yeah. but not easy all the time. Exactly, but right. But it, it truly is. It yeah. truly
1: is, yeah. Let's, uh, let's get to another call we've got uh, from Facebook Live. We've got Georgina. Welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Ken. Um, uh, you
10: answered my question on Facebook in regards to my block triggers? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that's been going on for about a month or so, That my blood sugar in the morning is higher, and then um, it goes a little bit down throughout the day. My husband is having the same issue. We've both been keto for about, well, he's been keto for about a year and a half. I've been for about 11 months. Okay. Um, so that kind of has me concerned because I went to, you know, get my YC check. It went down and everything and haven't taken any medication, and I quite, to be quite honest with you, I don't want to go back to it.
1: Good. Okay, so I'm glad you called because I'm not quite as worried now. Um, If you were not really eating a keto diet and you were seeing those kind of numbers, that would be concerning. I I went through this myself. Um, It's called the dawn effect. And when you're eating really, really low-carb keto, throughout the night, your body will start producing its own glucose. And, and it does that to keep your okay. blood sugar from dropping too low. Um, and we get these weird uh-huh. high readings in the morning. And I kind of freaked out because I'm like, oh, my God, I, all, all of a sudden I'm pre-diabetic and I had never had blood sugar issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did a lot of research right. on this and a lot of testing, and it's not a concern. I like your pattern because that's what mine was doing. And if these okay. weird high readings you know, one fifteen, one twenty-five 125 in the morning. And then I would actually have my bulletproof mm-hmm. coffee and it would start to come down. And then I could eat lunch and it would go even lower again. And by the middle of the afternoon, I was pretty consistently in the 80s. So you could still try what I talked about with like the glucose tolerance test. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, eat a cup of rice, nothing else, and check you know, right before, then one, two, and three hours after. And that's a pretty good indication um, of what's going on. Now, I also took that that really in-depth glucose challenge, and I found out that I am just not very tolerant of carbs. I I should not be eating them. My body doesn't handle them well. Some of it's genetic and, you know, other things, but I I do much better on a low-carb diet. Um, so we can almost do that without going through what I went through with just doing this simple little glucose tolerance test, and it will give us an idea Mm -hmm. of, you know, where you are. Should you stay very low carb? Maybe so. Could you add some carbs back in? Hard Hard to say, but that test will help us out with that.
10: Okay, yeah, because I'm kind of concerned because my husband um, has been having the same issue. Like I said, he's been keto for about a year and a half. He's on his ideal weight. He already reached his goal, and he's basically in maintenance. But it kind of concerns me because his sugar sometimes can run as high as 250 in the morning.
1: How high did you say?
10: 250.
1: 250. He does need to be concerned.
10: Yeah, it's done that a few times.
1: Yeah, he he does. We'd want to figure out why. Um, because at 250, we're doing damage. So it's one thing to stay, you know, 125 in the morning and not worry about it because under 140, there's no damage being done. Uh-huh. But if you have somebody spiking that high, um, I would really recommend he probably should work with us in a one on one so we can figure out why that's happening. Um, that's more than just the dawn effect, there's something else going wrong there. Uh, I'm all out of time. We'll see you next show. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
8: Your money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs. Back
1: Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking, and today is Destination Health. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about everything health, food, nutrition, fitness, diet, lifestyle, exercise, supplements, drugs, diseases, you name it. We'll talk about it, all you have to do. Is pick up the phone and give us a call. Uh, Kim will be joining us here shortly. Uh, well, as a matter of fact, I think we've got her back right now. She dropped right as we started to get on the call there. We um, don't have her back yet. Um, we're going to try though. So I'm going to jump into some phone calls because I want to get to as many as I can today and answer your questions. Maybe we do have Kim there. So I'm going to give it. There we go. Kim, are you back with us? Gosh, yeah, back
0: on cold. I've been muting back and forth. And this time I just
10: went, and... Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> 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 All right.
0: Well,
1: well, I Well, I opened the show. I waited for you. You're here. And I think we should just go right to questions today. What do you think?
0: That sounds good. That yeah. sounds great. Let's
1: do that. Let's go to... North Carolina to get started. Brian, welcome to the program.
4: Hi, Kevin and Kim. Mega Miles, which stands for all, thanks all for all that you do.
1: Welcome.
5: Uh, what well, can we help I'm you with gonna,
4: today? I want to
5: start off with uh, SSU. natural herb
4: kidney stones okay a personal test personal testimony is i had a relative
5: had a relative
4: in the hospital Relative, he took and made a tea herb and then he boiled that
5: uh, down to concentrate it and then he took it to the doctor. And
4: the doctor says, okay, well, we'll just uh,
5: inject it right into the kidneys directly.
4: And with the minute. They had...
5: huh. there's a lot of uh,
4: herbs that apply it right. Are
1: very effective and very. Uh, no, I, I completely so agree uh, with that. In fact, I agree with it enough that you've got to be careful. You know, herbs and, and natural mm-hmm. remedies aren't nearly as dangerous as drugs, but some can be. There are some herbal supplements Absolutely. that are really good for some things, but some of them are also really hard on the liver. The liver has lots and lots of jobs it has to do in the body. Detox is one of them. And high concentrations of some of these herbs can actually become toxic. So you do want to watch a little bit, especially if you start concentrating them, you should know what you're doing. Sounds like this was very well monitored. They knew what they were doing. They were doing it for a specific reason. They were watching um, the results. Uh, but, you know, here's what we have to remember. For a very, very, very long time, herbs were, were medicine. That, that was all we had until we started synthesizing drugs. Um, we used herbs and natural remedies for everything. And they can be even more effective than drugs with minimal side effects. yeah uh, that's uh, very true and under a doctor's care uh, I just wanted to uh, iterate Welcome thanks for the call let's uh, let's head to Indiana Roger welcome to the program
4: Hi Kim and Kevin how you guys doing Hi
1: Roger. Doing great. What's on your mind Hi. today?
4: Well, I went on a ketogenic diet about two years ago and I lost fifty pounds. I uh my blood pressure come down. I cut half of my blood pressure medicine, the uh, uric acid, allopurinol. I quit taking that. Excellent. And uh uh my uh, keto, or not keto, what's that called, Sharon? My platelets are 87. I want to know what I can do to get it up higher.
1: Um, tell me, uh, you're eating keto, but give me an idea of what kind of foods you're eating most of the time.
4: Well... In the morning, I got a protein drink that I make, and uh, and at noon I have a salad, and and in the evening I'll have uh, maybe chicken, broccoli, and coleslaw. Then I eat cashews if I get hungry. I'm, my weight now is about 174 pounds, and I was 225.
1: Got it. Okay. So um, one of the things we always want to shoot for um, in a keto diet is we really, really want to focus on nutrient density. Most people who are talking about keto diets only focus on macronutrients you know, this many carbs, this much protein, this much fat. And that works for weight loss, no question. It works for blood sugar control for the most part. But overall health, um, there are keto diets that can be unhealthy. You know, if they're poor quality fat, poor quality protein, not enough vegetables. um, You could lose weight and improve a lot of things, but we've got to shoot for that, um, that, that, Really nutrient dense. Um, one of the things that that will create um, low platelet count is uh, vitamin B12 deficiency. So we might have to look mm-hmm. yeah. at supplementing with B12 um, or eating foods very high in B12. Your best sources are beef or chicken liver. Um, both salmon and tuna are really good sources of B12. You may also want to add uh, folate, and, and I'm not a big fan of um, supplementing with folate. I think you should get it from your food. Um, so, you would want to eat some things like add some beans back in, um, even some lentils, dark leafy greens, asparagus, avocados, beets. All of those are, are
4: really good. I've been, I've been. Go ahead. Yeah, I've been doing the avocado. I've been doing the avocados, and I bought this uh, Life uh, Balance from you guys, and I do that.
1: Okay. uh,
4: uh, Minerals.
1: Okay. So are you on any kind of uh, drugs at all? Yeah, I am. Uh, What are you on?
4: Uh, um, Man, I got to look here. Yeah, I'm taking uh, some blood pressure
5: if I
1: can find out. Yeah, there are lots of drugs that can decrease uh platelet count. Even aspirin can actually lower your platelet oh, counts.
4: Yeah, so. I knew aspirin. Losartan, uh, twenty-five milligrams of lasardin and M E T O P R O L O R.
1: Okay. Yeah, E-R- the, r- what, those things could could be contributing, but you know, rather than address those, I would work on the positive side of this. Um, really good, high-quality protein and fat. Organ meats, If you know, if you just absolutely hate liver, you can take uh, desiccated liver pills instead. But but I'd much rather see you eat good, fresh, you know, grass-fed beef liver or uh, chicken right. liver. We uh, do. Okay, good. Lots of dark, leafy greens. Um That can do it, and then you might be another case where if you were doing all these things and we still couldn't get the platelet count up, we would probably do a detox because there are a lot of toxins that will keep platelet count low, Uh, some heavy metals and things that will accumulate in your body, and sometimes we just have to do a detox to get rid of them.
4: Yeah, I bruise real easy.
1: That, that's very, very common with low platelet count. That, that's one of the clear yeah. symptoms. So um, there's no question you've got it. Uh, it's a matter of how are we going to fix it. And, and if you're really eating all of those foods I'm talking about, and it's good, high quality, and it's still not coming up, um, we'd have to look closer at those drugs. The aspirin will certainly do it. Um, and we may have to, like I say, consider a detox to kind of jumpstart this process and get it going. We'll be right back. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rothford. back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're going to jump right back into the phone calls. Let's go to California. Justin, welcome to the program.
3: Hey, Kevin. Hey, Kim. Uh,
8: Sorry, I'm hearing my own echo. I'll do my best here. Kevin, I heard you talking about Marcola's book earlier newest one. I wanted to know what you thought about the uh, the ending in that book where he says after you become uh, keto-adapted for a good long while, he is recommending doing a couple of days per week where you are high-carb content. And uh, I hadn't really read a lot about that, but uh, I obviously respect Marcola a lot, respect you a lot, so see your
10: thoughts on it. Yeah,
1: you know, it's interesting. um, His book where, you know, he he has a very specific kind of keto diet. Um, We're finishing up our book and they're going to be very, very similar. Um, You know, we're calling ours nutrient-dense keto because this is really kind of the movement now. Whether you're following uh, Mercola, Dave Asprey and Bulletproof, Rob Wolf, Um, so many people who were promoting keto are still promoting keto, but they're adding two new things to it. They're adding the nutrient dense where you really seek out the high quality nutrient dense foods and some sort of cycling. And there's a couple different ways you can do this. And I've tried the the different ways. I'm I for me personally, I didn't like the idea where I do, you know, five days a week, strict keto and then two days a week with a higher carb count. It didn't work well for me. I didn't feel good on the days where I was eating the higher carbs. All my cravings came back. I kept wanting more and more, you know, high carb foods. um, And it felt like it I had to really struggle to get back into ketosis. What works for me is to eat really low-carb three-quarters of the day and then increase my carb count in the last couple hours of the night. Um, and sometimes it's fairly extreme. Like last night, I had ice cream because I love ice cream. I don't eat a lot of it, and I eat really clean ice cream, but I did have ice cream. Then I had a pretty good-sized apple with nut butter, and then I... Just happened to walk past a monkey brittle, a bag of monkey brittle, and the damn thing opened itself and started jumping in my mouth. I couldn't stop it. Um, so it, it was pretty high carb count for the same evening. I that stuff. <laughs> I know. I swear it jumps on me when I walk by it. Um, so pretty high carb count. But this morning I got up, bulletproof coffee with two tablespoons of brain octane, and I'm right back in ketosis. I'm producing ketones. Appetite goes away. So that daily cycling actually works pretty well for me, where I'll eat really strict low carb all day, and then the last couple hours at night I'll I'll eat you know nutrient dense carbs, you know an apple, a sweet potato, berries, uh, the banana, you know monkey brittle, those kind of things, and that kind of carb cycling seems to work really well for
8: me. Interesting. See, I had actually noticed before i had even read into any of this uh, some days whenever I would cheat a little bit and have like a whole sweet potato to go with my side of steak. uh, The next day I would expect to be up a couple pounds or even just steady or up a little bit and I'd be down two or three and I could never figure that out. So,
1: yeah, I'm not um,
8: I'm looking forward to your book coming out. I'll I'll definitely uh, pick that up when it does.
1: Yeah. Th- well, thank you for that. I'm not really sure if we understand the mechanism behind this yet, but, but I've done it as well. I can cycle the carbs the way I'm doing and not really gain any weight. And I, and I know I'm able to get more nutrition in this way. Kim, what do you think of all that? Yeah. Yeah. And that's
0: what I was, was thinking. I, I personally couldn't do that people that because... are one of the hardest to deal with. Um, to me, it's funny. And, I do find if I have that small um, carb at the end of the night, that helps my sleep and everything there. And it's just part of my lifestyle then. I don't feel like I'm shifting gears so much. Yeah, Um, I'll never forget when I first did keto, that was what, in 2007? And that's what this, it was an um, endocrinologist said. And that's where a lot of people um, will flip up. So that's why... um, Referring to weight loss or no weight loss because because of that, like I had some carbs and I lost some weight or I didn't lose weight, that's where some people can run into that slippery slope because they'll have one thing and they're like, oh, it didn't really affect me. And then they'll have a little bit more and it you suddenly, you know, slide down that slope all the way. So finding that sweet spot with what works for you in the long term um, and measuring it Something other than maybe even weight loss, you know, it's how you feel. You know, the cravings, yeah. are you back having foggy brain, that kind of stuff. Really take note of.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's head off to Ohio. Herschel, welcome to the program.
4: Hey, Kevin. Hey, Kim. Hi, Herschel. Well,
2: Kim, I'm sorry to hear about your guys' bad luck. I'll be praying for you. Thanks, sweetie. But, uh, Kevin, I need some help. Um, right now with everything that's been going on and you know what I've been through this is driving me absolutely batty most days I feel like a complete pos that don't even deserve to be on the planet because of it my current MTP, I, I've asked her I said Terry please just tell me what to do give me one full day of a menu that's good and I'll eat the same thing every day. I don't care. I can't get that out of her. I, I'm thinking I'm gonna. I'm just gonna have to cut bait because I'm not getting anywhere. She's given me berberine twice, two different times, and oh God, that stuff tore me up. But she said I had to do it, so I did yeah, it. I, okay. Can so, you help me? I tried to go on your website. I can't figure out your programs. Too stupid to find it, I guess. Gold and silver and mentor. Can you tell me what they do, what they cost?
1: Yeah. Just tell me. Yeah, and and I'm glad you gave us that feedback because if it's too confusing for you, it's probably confusing for other people, and we do need to clarify. Um, So let me address a couple of her issues first. One, um, if you would have asked me, give me the perfect meal plan for the day, and I'll just keep repeating it. I wouldn't have given it to you either, but I would have explained why. Our body doesn't like eating the same food every day. We, we will quickly become intolerant to a food if we eat it too often. Our bodies were absolutely designed for a huge variety of foods. So what we would work with you on a meal plan is to give you groups of foods that you should be eating so that you can rotate them. So, for example, if we just use the uh, an example of nuts, nuts are a great food on keto, um, but but it should be a wide variety. You know, we should look at like macadamia nuts first. Um, walnuts are excellent. You know, pistachios—they all have very different nutritional profiles. So, by mixing them up. We're, we're much more likely to cover our nutritional needs than if we stick with one. Not only will we become intolerant of that food, but we will be missing out key nutrients. So we're going to give you groups of foods. These are the kind of fats you should pick from. These are the nuts you should pick from. These are the vegetables you should pick from. These are the meats you should be eating. If you're going to add fruits, these are the fruits you should work on. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to give you whole groups of food and guidelines, but we would want you to mix it up as much as possible. Um, If you've taken a a food intolerance test, we would certainly go through and make sure we're eliminating those. To get down to the... I have. Okay. To get down to the um, specific plans that we have. What I would recommend is if you've already done a food intolerance test, then you would start with our Silver Highway. That includes everything except the FIT test, and and you wouldn't need that. So you save the money by not doing the FIT test. And what happens in the Silver Highway, we're going to work with you for 30 to 60 days, and we're going to target what we think you should be working on first until we solve it. Then when we solve it, we'll move on to the next thing. I think one of the problems you've been facing is that there is, there is something in your foundations that hasn't been fixed yet, and it's blocking your results everywhere else. So we would just, and Kim and I like tough cases. I mean, I love the challenge of somebody who hasn't been able to fix the problems, even though they're doing a lot of things right. I mean, that, that to me is exciting and challenging and let's dig in and let's let's figure out what is still going wrong in the foundations and let's work on that till we fix it. Then we can see what else resolves itself and set the next priority. Um, and, you know, one of the earlier examples we gave, we were working with somebody who was very strict. They were doing all the right things. we Fixed digestion, and, and he had major digestive problems. He had been on, you know, proton pump inhibitors for over twenty years. We fixed digestion. He still had lots of other problems, and you know, it took us a while, but we got to the point where we did a detox, and the detox finally uh, started clearing up some of the problems. I don't even think we're a hundred percent of the way yet there with him, but we actually like those kind of cases, um, so. Let me uh, let me get to a break and I'll come back and I'll tell you a little bit more how we do this. We'll be right back with more of your calls and questions as well. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health.